Pastor Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host, my friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 681 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a great Thursday show lined up for you. This episode will include an update from a previous episode. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Girls Grow Too. Then let's send a thank you shout out to my buddy, Mister. Let's follow that up with a big thank you shout out to Spherical Glassworks. I want to send a thank you shout out to my friend, Josiah W. Let's send a thank you shout out and a fist bump to GreenVet88224. Let's send a big thank you to G7. I want to send a thank you shout out to a local supporter, my buddy, Uncle Adam, the Uber driver. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Terp Burglar. Let's send a special thank you shout out and a fist bump to our buddy, Shakoba. Let's send another thank you to new old guy. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Quasi. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen and you know I do include that link in the show notes and the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. This is, of course, the part of the podcast where I do invite you to join the Discord server. That's right, there's an Irie Genetics Grow From Your Heart podcast Discord server. There's a great community of people over there. If you need help growing any genetics, not just Irie Genetics, if you need grow help, we are happy to help you on the Discord server. If you want to post your pictures, have a conversation, talk about anything in life, you are invited. All of that stuff is welcome on the Discord server. There's a place for that. There's a sports tab. There's a yoga tab. There's a growing tab. There's a pictures tab. There's a just hanging out tab. There's a movies tab. Anything you can think of. If you want to hang out with some like-minded folks, we do invite you to join the Irie Genetics Discord. Of course, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description, and you are, of course, invited. I do want to make a quick quick disclaimer here. First of all, my words are having trouble coming out today, but also it is a super windy day here in Southern Colorado. We are having extreme winds. If you hear weird noises in the background, uh, I try to take out most of the noise with this uh, processing gear here. I will try to do some more corrections uh, in the computer when I edit, 
but you may hear some crazy noises coming through my air conditioning vents. Uh, there was debris and stuff bashing against the house. If you hear noises, I do apologize. Speaking of crazy wind, tonight is the first cold night in Colorado. I've been complaining that it is getting cold. Tonight it is officially cold. I think I was just kidding before when I was saying it was cold. Tonight, Mother Nature is serious. It's cold as shit outside. If you had plants outside that were not in a greenhouse or some sort of protected environment, tonight was the last night or today was the last day to cut them down. Most of your plants are going to start experiencing problems. They're going to get too cold. Of course, last year we saw some amazing shit, but ideally plants would be down by now if you've got an outdoor environment. If you've got a greenhouse with some heaters or some tricks, you may be able to keep those plants going, but tonight it is super cold. Everybody in Southern Colorado is in harvest mode. Plants are coming down, plants are getting trimmed, jars are getting filled, shelves will be filled again soon. It's a beautiful time here in Colorado, but everybody is in hurry up and harvest mode. It is harvest time. If you've been following around, following along, you know that I do have a greenhouse that had some plants in it. I say had because today was the day we finished harvesting the greenhouse. All of the plants are gone. They're down. They are safely chopped up and in a warm, dry, safe place to where the weather cannot get to them and destroy the seeds that we made. I'm very proud of my uh, my friends and my crew. I want to call them my crew. They're my friends. I'm very proud of my friends that did a really good job growing this crop this year. Uh, there are a lot of great seeds. Uh, there will be, uh, let's see, there will be Lady Marmalade, Blue Raspberry Truffle restocks very soon. We made a bunch of those. Uh, then there will be Machine and Saka Souffle seeds will drop sometime. I haven't uh, picked a an exact drop date for those. They were planned for the Endo Expo right now. Once again, there's no update on the Endo Expo, so I don't know exactly when I'm going to drop the Machine and Saka Souffle seeds. Coming soon, stay tuned. You are excited about those. I definitely will keep you updated, but if you don't have some winter gear going on in your grow, you might want to consider getting all your plants down if you have not already because it is frosty cold here in Colorado. I had to fire up the heater. Uh, there's a heater here in this recording space going. Feels kind of nice. You could probably hear that thing making noise too. Got a long sleeve hoodie on. It's for real cold today. Nature's not fucking around. Now, I did mention that I had some friends and a crew working a greenhouse. That kind of leads me into one of the topics I want to talk about on this episode of the show. The reason that greenhouse worked is because I let those growers do their thing. These people had a greenhouse that was already set up. They've been running the greenhouse for years. We spoke. I said, hey, I want to make some seeds in your greenhouse. They said, that sounds like a really good idea. We were, came to a beautiful agreement. Uh, they did a bunch of work on the plants. I gave some great guidance, did some hands-on work, showed them some things, some tricks, some tips, uh, gave them a good strategy. But for the most part, I honestly stayed out of the way and let them grow. It's their greenhouse. They know the flow. They know uh, who is good at what and who likes to do what. They've got their systems and their ideas and their SOPs in place. They were doing a different design, a different grow, because they usually, of course, don't produce seeds in their product. They usually have a, a scentsy bud, a seedless bud. But this year, they were making seeds for me, so there were some changes to be made. But with very minimal guidance. Uh, my crew, my team, my friends were able to produce high quality seeds, mainly I think because I stayed out of the way and let them work with their style and their flow. I could have gone in and I did, of course, I took notes uh, on things that I didn't like and I made suggestions and we made corrections as we went. It was all friendly. It was like, hey, I see that you're doing this. What's your reason? And they would give me a reason. And I would say, 
cool reason, I understand, but I've been doing it for a long time and this is what that is going to cause. I saw one thing they were trying to do to prevent one problem, but it was going to cause two more problems. We had a quick team meeting and we quickly agreed, let's not do this. I'd rather have small problem A than compounding problems B and C. So there were a couple of quick meetings, uh, a couple of observations. I took notes. Uh, I thought of things that we can improve next year. We've already talked about that. But honestly, I stayed out of their way and just let them do their thing because they are experienced cannabis growers. They have developed their system. They've developed their SOPs. Also, that's their greenhouse. They know uh, they knew what weather to expect. They knew where the hot pockets in the grow was. Not the hot pockets we eat, you guys, the warm spots in the grow. Some people right now are getting the munchies because I said that. Uh, But uh, free advertising, there you go. Eat something better for you. But they knew all the problems and the niches of the grow. They knew where all the switches, all the bells, all the whistles, if we wanted to turn on something, they knew where that button was. Uh, So it's their place. What I'm getting at is I see a lot of people on social media trying to give people instructions and they say, you need to do this or you must do this. And they give crazy, crazy advice. What I want to say is do things your way and it will work. There are a few rules of growing cannabis. Basically, uh, keep them alive, water them, give them proper light. And then if you have a successful harvest that you are happy with, you did it right. If the plants don't die, you're doing it correctly. You can do things better. You can do things differently. But if you have a harvested outcome, you did it right if you were satisfied with it. What we can always do is work on improving what we have done the first time, the second time, the third time. Your first grow, allow your first grow to be a total train wreck. That way you've got some learning and some experience from it. If that first grow comes off perfectly, you're never going to learn anything. Your ego is going to get big. You're going to go, I can grow weed. Let's just do it. And your next grow is going to suck because you got egotistical and you didn't have any mistakes. If you have some adversity, you learn a lot more. So let me get back on my notes because I do have some sort of direction here. What I'm, what I'm trying to get to is do things your way. You're learning from me. You're probably learning from books, other podcasters, maybe your friends. Listen to all of us. Take all of our information, then turn it into your thing. You're hearing a lot of different things, a lot of getting a lot of different input. Kind of translate that, interpret it how you would like, and make it your grow. That grow space is yours. Design it the way you want. Grow the plants you want. Grow the style you want. These plants do require some love and some care and some attention for a top-notch harvest. But don't expect your first harvest to be amazing. You haven't developed your skill yet. You haven't developed your style yet. And also, don't expect that grow to be exactly like mine. It doesn't have to be my grow. Do your grow the way you want. Develop your style. Um, Develop your skill set. Then it will all come together. Learn. Make some mistakes. Kill some plants. Overwater some things. Overfeed some things. Underfeed some things. Get all the way to the harvest and then mess up the dry and cure. Experience all of the pitfalls and mistakes that a grower can make. I've done a full episode about making mistakes because I've made plenty of them. That's why I'm a good grower. I think that if I had never made any mistakes, I've said it before, I wouldn't be as good of a grower as I think I am. Now I can problem solve. Now I can correct issues on the fly. Now I can anticipate and predict problems. Like I said a moment ago, we were going to correct problem A, but I knew it would make problem B and C happen. So we just stick with problem A and try to mitigate that as much as possible. I can anticipate and predict the issues that will arise in the grow room from experience. If you stick with your craft and pay attention and fall in love with this craft and do it with passion and take notes and dedication is the word I'm looking for, you will develop the skills 
the same skill set that I've got. I'm nobody special. I'm just some dude, just like you, or you're maybe some lady, some female, or maybe whatever spectrum you find yourself in. I'm just a person. Uh, and I've done a lot of research and I'm passionate about my craft. There's nothing stopping you from becoming this knowledgeable and skillful with this plant in a grow. You can achieve this. Just learn, pay attention. You might not be growing yet. You may be semi-experienced. You may be a better grower than me, but there's always something to learn and your style is always developing. So don't think that your first grow has to be the best. Don't think that that's your last grow. That's your first grow. That's the one you should make mistakes on. If you make mistakes on like the ninth and 10th grow, that's when we go, hey, is this person ever going to learn? Are they just going to keep driving into the fucking wall? Make some mistakes on that first, second, and third grow so that you know, like, oops, I overfed. I saw crispy leaves. I underfed. I saw pale leaves. I didn't water one day and I got droopy ass plants. I overwatered the next day and I got clawed and fucked up plants. Then start learning to identify signs of heat stress, cold stress, other stresses. Start then you'll start seeing bugs. You won't go, what are these spots on my plants? And you wait two weeks to treat for spider mites because you didn't even know they were mites. Just develop that relationship. Get in there, play with the plants, learn some skills, kill some shit. That's where I was. Make some mistakes. I've made crucial mistakes in big and small grows. Let's make all of these mistakes early on so that we can get them out of the way, get them under our belt, learn from them, get a little embarrassment, get a little humbling from it, and then have that lesson in your tool belt to move forward with in the future to prevent us from making that mistake again. Also, that may help you predict and anticipate other mistakes that you may make. You may be like, hey, I did something similar to this that one time. Let me read my notes. And then I'll have a big circle with an X on it. Like, don't ever do this dumb shit again because it made all the plants go crazy. Like, take some notes and learn a lot about what you're doing. Let me get on my notes because I'm rambly and stoned today. Uh, this should be enjoyable and educational. <clears throat> when I see people telling people that they have to do some shit or that they must do this or just random instructions, I'm like, you're just sucking the enjoyment out of the plants. Let this person grow the way that they want to grow and develop their style and their system and their flow of growing. You'll become a good grower. You'll have your own system, your style. Every grower walks into the grow and we've got like a routine. You do this and then you do this. This is how I mix. This is how I feed. This is how I do this. This is what I check on. These are the notes I take. This is my cleanup procedure. Clock out, go home. Everyone's got their little system. You will develop yours. That will work for you. Your system doesn't have to be like my system. It doesn't have to be like the dude system. It doesn't have to be Scotty Real system. It doesn't have to be guru system. It doesn't have to be anybody from any other podcast system or any other professional grower you've ever seen. It can be your system. Make it a hybrid of all of the systems that you've seen. I always recommend starting off simple and expanding there, but start with the system that gets your attention. Something will get your attention when it comes to growing. A strain that you want to grow will get your attention. A system will get your attention. A light will get your attention. When you do a little research, delve into it, all of the things will come together. Your setup, your style, and your system will kind of develop itself, and it will be a beautiful, enjoyable experience. It'll be your comfort zone. Once you get that grow dialed in, it will be where you retreat to get away from all of the crap in your life. You'll be like, ah, something stressful. I'm going to the grow and you'll just go hang out in there and it will feel good. You'll forget about all the other shit that's going on in life. Sometimes I say, I'm going to go in the grow and just hang out for like 30 minutes, maybe pull some leaves, see if I can find anything that I can do. Just look for work in there. 
And then I realized, oh yeah, I've just listened to like seven, seven podcasts in here and I haven't really done anything. I'm just like pulling leaves and popping stems and just, just finding light work to do, but time will just go by in there. It's such a beautiful place. It smells good. The temperature is perfect. The humidity is perfect. The music is perfect. The company is great. It's a great place to be. So build your Zen space and have fun in there. Make it educational and comforting and relaxing and enjoyable. Don't make it stressful because people on the internet say, you have to top that plant. You have to up pot those. Your lights are wrong. Everyone's got an opinion. Don't let it bother you. Do your thing. Just do it your way. Of course, if the plants are dying and if shit is failing, maybe take some advice. But if it's working and if it's only your first try, do your thing. And don't be afraid to make some mistakes. Don't let people intimidate you. The the internet tries to scare and intimidate people, making them think they have to do a lot of shit that's not necessary. Don't worry about that. Do what you can do. I do my best not to intimidate you. There are a lot of pieces of equipment to be involved in a grow. There are a lot of skills, a lot of steps, a lot of things to be involved in a grow. I try to go slowly and not scare you away with the cost and all the requirements. I try to go real slowly and invite you. I want it to be uh, welcoming and enjoyable for you. So keep it that way. Don't make it stressful. Let me catch up on my notes. Sometimes you will have to adjust and adapt your space and your schedule and your budget and your style and your goal. Um, just adjust. Sometimes the things you tried to do might not work out after that first or second grow. If you're seeing that something isn't working, adjust and adapt. Don't be stubborn. I've seen people try to make shit work. If it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Let's adapt, adjust and correct things and set ourselves up for success instead of spending money on lights, soil, uh, water, nutrients, maybe wasted seeds, maybe you wasted clones. Let's quit wasting things. I do have another episode, uh, planned and prepared to talk about how to save some money and budget better in the grow. So we'll talk about that in the future. But uh, people make growing really stressful. And I see the internet trying to make growing stressful on new growers, trying to prevent that. Let's keep it fun, you guys. Let's just keep it a good time. It should be therapeutic, relaxing, should be the Zen zone. Um, I can make a big grow fun and enjoyable. We run large grows with multiple hundred lights, 500 lights and 20 people working and we're having a good time. We got the music up super loud. We're high-fiving each other. Uh, when we get a row of clones done, we all do the Ric Flair, woo, because we're all excited about it. Uh, I try to make a big environment exciting. And all that takes is just building a flow, building a system, having a team that communicates and all knows what the final goal is, and then just having a good attitude and setting yourself up for success every day. Today, you're setting yourself up for success tomorrow. That's not just in the grow, that's everywhere, but in the grow, you can see it. If you don't do the side work tonight before you leave, tomorrow, you've got to do the side work before you can even start doing the real work. So you're just rushing to get to the real work. Then you got to do the real work in a rush. Then you don't get the side work done again tonight because you fucked up and had to rush everything. Then there's always a surprise in a commercial grow, always a surprise. I teach the new guys, I say this a lot. When I train a new guy in a commercial grow, I just have them shadow me for a day. And as we walk in, I always say, the first thing we're going to do is find out what went wrong last night, what pump broke, what light went out. There's a lot of moving parts in a 500 light grow. A lot of things can break. Let's go find out what happened last night. That's usually the first thing we do. We still keep it fun. We still keep it enjoyable because... That's I love the plants. That is that is the main uh, the main part is to have fun and enjoy this shit. And the plants, I think the plants can feel your vibes. Do you ever walk into a grow and you just feel that life force, that presence, that energy that is the plants? Why can't the plants feel it from us as well? Uh, if you're walking in there 
anxious, disheveled, nervous, rushed. The plants feel that. What if you went to the doctor or the dentist and the dentist had like a, a distracted, rushed, disheveled feel or like they felt like they had to just hurry up and get shit done? You might not go to that dentist. You might be like, can I come back tomorrow? Like, I'd rather come back when you've got time to like sit down and look at my tooth and actually do the stuff instead of like drill it, fill it, stitch me up, send me on my way and high five me. That, that That's not what I need from a dentist. I want some love and care. Take your time. The plants enjoy that too, and they can feel it from you. All right. I'm going to catch up on these notes. I'm stoned and rambly. I want to make sure I got all the important parts here. Uh, make it enjoyable and educational. Those are the words that I have in bold. There's no exact way to grow cannabis. The exact way is the way that's working for you. I've seen it done a billion different ways. And guess what? I've seen a billion successful outcomes. So whatever is working for you, do that shit. Don't let anyone on the internet scare you. Don't let them tell you you're doing it wrong. Don't let them talk shit to you. Uh, let them give you constructive criticism and then learn how to filter out all the bullshit. The internet is full of crap and you're going to get some terrible, terrible advice. Always ask why. When you When somebody gives you advice, just say why and see if they can tell you why. If they say, because my Uncle Larry did it in the 70s and it worked, that's not why. That's just because Uncle Larry did it. Maybe Uncle Larry's plants are way different than yours. Maybe you're growing indoors. Uncle Larry was outdoors. Maybe you're in the northern hemisphere. Larry was in the southern. Shit could be way different. You never know. All right. I feel like I got good and rambly on that. I did say that I've got an update from a previous episode. Let's jump into that part here, try to get myself on some sort of a track. All right, in a previous episode, we talked about trellising our plants. We had a listener or a viewer who wanted to use a 5x5 grow tent. They wanted to trellis their plants or have some sort of supports for their buds, but if they put up the trellis, they were unable to get to the plants properly. We have had some follow-up conversation from that viewer, from that listener. What they have decided to do is build the trellis system and an auto-watering system and just suck it up. Their next question was about CO2, which I will address in a future episode. Today, let's talk about the update on the trellis question. There was one piece that I greatly overlooked. There's a grower that taught me how to take big pots and build an individual trellis on each pot. I think what he was using was a 30-gallon tote that he would put on wheels or on casters, and then he would fill the 30-gallon tote with a soilless mix or a soil, put some holes in the bottom of that for drainage. Then he would use that soilless mix bed as like a big raised bed. Then he would build a trellis system out of PVC piping. He would put two, four posts, one post in each corner, four posts in there, kind of build like a table and then put a net into the table and then slowly lower that onto the plants and trellis the plants out with that net. That allowed him to move his plants around. He could move them around the tent, around the room, around the facility, and he could have them trellised out properly. So it is possible to build trellis netting for individual plants. I'm not sure why I didn't think about that in the first episode or when we talked about this, but as I was listening and editing, I was like, oh, you didn't even talk about the opportunity to trellis your big plants by themselves in a tent. So you could just use like a 30-gallon container. I think it's a 30-gallon, like a uh, Sterlite bin or a Rubbermaid bin. Just, uh, I think it's 30 gallons. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. They're about 30 inches by 20 by about 15. Fill that up with your soilless mix or whatever you want to use. Put plenty of holes in the bottom for drainage. Put it on casters. You can roll that around. Then you just build a little square frame. It's a rectangle. It's kind of like a table, basically. You can get creative with that. As long as you got posts in each corner, then maybe extend it so it's wider because your plant will be wider than that pot if you do things correctly. Uh, but make some extenders. Make it go higher, longer, however you need it. Then just use that PVC frame. 
put your trellis net right on there. You can trellis your individual plants. Of course, those are gigantic plants. Those are big, but that does work. Recently, while shopping at a big box hardware store, I know I shouldn't go to the big box stores, but it was my only option. I did see a 16-inch tomato cage with a built-in trellis on the top. That's right. The top layer of the tomato cage had a square grid built onto the top of it. So if you want to do a small individual trellis system, that would be a great way to do it. Just pull one bud through each square, have a nice even canopy going on there. That would be a beautiful idea. All right. That was my update for the trellising episode. I did want to make sure to include those two pieces. You can trellis individual pots by building a PVC trellis or you can use the pre-made circle uh, tomato cage with the trellis on top. I've also seen people put sticks in each corner, use a uh, twisty tie or that garden tape and just build like a spiral up and use that to put the branches in place. Get creative, you guys. Once again, there's no wrong way to do it. As long as the plants are successful, as long as you're happy with it, uh, there's always room for improvement, but there's no wrong way to do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis growers and smokers out there, I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. This episode is going to be quick because I don't want to lose the recordings. I don't want the power to cut out. I don't want anything to go wrong. I feel like I got enough material to call this successful, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you again for listening to another episode. Uh, questions, corrections, comments, and concerns, send those to my email address, hotmail.com. Of course, don't forget about the Discord server. Join us on Discord. I do invite you. Uh, if you missed anything, if you have any questions, everything is on the website at iregenetics.com. All the contact info, all the Discord stuff, all the vendor links, everything you need at iregenetics.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I've got for you for this episode. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy Easy057. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.